now, time for seafood news. Welcome back to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, and this episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by the Winter 2022 issue of Erner Berry's Reporter Magazine. The new issue is filled with can't-miss content regarding rising prices, adding more pressure to markets. Keep an eye out for stories on how U.S. shrimp imports are in position to set another record and how crab quotas are slashed heading into 2022. Visit earnerberry.com slash reporter to read a digital copy or to sign up to receive your free issue in the mail. So there is no avoiding this topic. People are already starting to drop out of Seafood Expo North America. Now, before we dive into this, I just want to say that I'm personally looking forward to the show, but I respect that everyone has to make their own decision about attending. From a personal standpoint, you don't know if someone's immunocompromised or has an immunocompromised family member or young kids at home. And from a business standpoint, there were quite a few companies that had to shut down operations due to outbreaks. So what I'm saying is that I don't believe there's a right or wrong answer here. I think everyone wants to get back to normal, but attending events like the Boston Seafood Show is a decision that you and you alone need to make. Um, unless your company has a travel ban in place in which, you know, it's a little different. Um, but uh, last week, a few big names publicly announced that they were pulling out of the Boston event, which is scheduled to take place from March 13th to the 15th. Peter Pan Seafood was the first company to do so, with Chief Growth Officer Roger May stating that the decision stemmed from health and safety concerns surrounding COVID-19. May issued the following statement, saying... With COVID-19 rising, we agree that it is irresponsible to attend the seafood show in Boston this year. This is not an easy decision, and it's one we'll lose money on, having already made meaningful investments to be at this year's event while rolling out our new look and brand. For us, it boils down to what we've been saying all along. Nothing is more important than the health and safety of our team, our partners, and loved ones. Attending this show, while it'll be good for business, is not worth putting our employees, partners, or loved ones at risk. Peter Pan's decision might not come as a shock to anyone. They've taken the pandemic very seriously from the start, requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for all employees and that masks are worn inside all facilities and mess halls. They've also been operating all their facilities as closed campuses, meaning that once employees, whether they are local or from out of state, arrive on campus, they can only leave for emergencies and that all visitors are limited. Of course, Peter Pan's announcement caused quite a stir, and we're still a ways out from the event, but it's at top of mind for everybody. And the day after their announcement, Diversified Communications, the organizer of the event, sent out a press release to inform attendees and exhibitors that the 40th edition of the event is going on as planned and that they remain focused on providing a healthy environment and supporting a responsible industry gathering. And Lauren and I talked a bit about this last week, so I'm not going to go into full details, but they have an indoor mask mandate in place and everyone will be required to show proof of vaccination. And this is all in line with the city of Boston's guidelines. Now, Diversify did acknowledge that they've had cancellations, but as of January 12th, even with the cancellations, they said that there will be over 210,000 square feet of exhibitor space. Winner Cormont, the uh, event director for Diversified Communications, said that the number of exhibitors they they have represents 82% of the event's largest edition, which nearly filled the entire exhibit floor. So that's still a big event, and there's clearly a lot of interest. Seafood News is keeping a list of companies who have publicly confirmed that they are no longer exhibiting at Seafood Expo North America. Besides Peter Pan Seafood, that list includes Cermak, International Seafood Ventures, and Maui. We'll be updating as more news breaks, so check that out on the featured page. 
And I really do hope to return to Boston this year. It's always nice running into familiar faces and meeting new people. And of course, sampling the food. <laughs> I think it was at the 2019 show that Lauren and I tried Trident's Pachlidus for the first time, and they were so delicious. So we have a lot of good memories at Seafood Expo North America. I mean, Erna Berry has always had a booth right across from Preferred, uh, preferred Freezer, which is now uh, Lineage Logistics. So we've always had a front row view of the giant polar bears and their epic happy hour parties. Um, and I feel like one year there might even been someone playing the bagpipes. Um, so it's always something happening at Boston. Um, in other news, seafood dominated ad space in retail last week. Ernaberry reporter Courtney Schum writes an awesome weekly retail column, so if you haven't, checked it out there. We occasionally post on Seafood News, but if you're a CompTEL subscriber, you can access it through there. Courtney reports that last week, beef and seafood dominated circular ad space, providing an opportune occasion for surf and turf lovers to snag attractive deals at the grocery store. Beef and seafood accounted for about 29% and 27% respectively of retail buying opportunities last week. The next highest category went to pork with 19%, followed by chicken at 15%. At the seafood counter, features for boneless Atlantic salmon fillets were up by nearly $2 per pound compared to 2021. Meanwhile, catfish, cod, and floppy fillets averaged 15% more than last year. Raw shrimp features averaged $6.90 per pound compared to a year ago at prices of $7.58 per pound. Four-ounce lobster tails averaged $31.96 per pound, a 25% year-over-year increase. Ernaberry's weekly retail feature index for seafood is currently at $8.37 per pound, 9.8% above the five-year average. In other seafood retail news, Gorton's announced that they've refreshed their logo and product packaging. The change was made after conducting some consumer research into who was buying seafood prior to the COVID-19 pandemic and during the pandemic. Gorton said the company has surveyed thousands of consumers to gain insight to learn how consumer habits and expectations have shifted, how consumers shop in-store and online, how younger generations' shopping habits differ from those of older generations, and how prepared seafood fits into their lives. The company ultimately found that they needed to find a way to tie them all together while making sure that consumers still have an easy time shopping and finding what they're looking for. As an example, Gorton said that consumers will start seeing a more consistent block of yellow packaging while shopping in the section. Gorton's design are also intact with the three pillars that the company products are grouped under. Delicious classics, smart solutions, and everyday gourmet. The key aspect of the design change is the use of the iconic Gorton's yellow on all packaging. The changes are expected to be rolled out this month with the goal of featuring the new packaging and its partner retailers by the 2022 Lenten season, a key time for seafood sales. And finally, a roundup of some executive appointments and shakeups. First up, David Lancaster has been named the new CEO at Stavis Seafoods. It was only a year ago that Lancaster was promoted to president of Stavis Seafoods. Now the seafood industry veteran has been named the company's new CEO. The news was announced by the Profan Group last week. Profan Group CEO Enrique Garcia said in a statement that during his time as president, David has proven to be a capable leader, navigating uncertain times and capitalizing on new opportunities. David has fostered an environment of positivity and collaboration and has led Stavis to exceed goals directly leading to increased margins and growth with new opportunities. We've seen what kind of leader David is and the positive impact that his leadership has brought to Stavis Seafoods. Congratulations, David, on another well-deserved promotion. Next, Bumblebee Seafood Company announced Alex Drew as its new VP of Customer Development and Strategy. Drew will be in charge of the customer strategy and planning function, including business management and demand planning. 
Drew brings over two decades of CPG experience in retail development, product management, and business leadership in the food, beverage, and vapor industries. In other news, seafood industry veteran Greg Brown is stepping down from his position as Senior VP of Program Integrity and Strategic Development at the Global Seafood Alliance. Brown began his time with GSA as the Program Integrity Manager for the Best Aquaculture Practices Certification in August 2017, when GSA was known as the Global Aquaculture Alliance, or GAA. Brown will now become the inaugural Executive Director of the Global Dialogue on Seafood Traceability. He's set to begin his new role on February 1st. And finally, Bristol Wave Seafoods, a subsidiary of Bristol Bay Alaska Seafoods, announced on Wednesday that Joel Peterson has been named the company's new president. Bristol Wave Seafoods manages the sales and operations of BBAS's nine-vessel fleet, which was formed in 2019 when Clipper Seafoods and Blue North Fisheries merged their operations and Bristol Bay Native Corporation acquired a majority interest in the combined company. Peterson has a long history with the company, having fished on Clipper Seafoods vessels for over 10 years. And that about does it for us. Thanks for listening to the Seafood News Podcast, and we'll see you back here next week. 